very little water. I'll be able to go where the Federalists will not be able to follow. The fact is, Charleston is overwhelmed with cotton. They are even burning it to get rid of it. Yes. Besides, the town is almost invested. Beauregard is running short of provisions, and he will pay me a golden price for my cargo. <laughs> yes, uh, I will leave you to your business. I shall return in the morning to see you off. Thank you. Permission to come aboard. Eh? I would like to speak to the captain. Yeah, come with me. That's the captain. Over there. Thank you. Captain James Playfair. The same. What do you want with me? To join your ship. Oh, there's no room. The crew's already complete. Oh, oh, one man more or less will not be in the way. Quite the contrary. You think so? I'm sure of it. Who are you? A rough sailor with two strong arms, which I can tell you are not to be despised on board a ship, and which I now have the honor of putting at your service. But there are other ships besides Dolphin, and other captains besides James Playfair. Why do you come here? Because it is on board Dolphin that I wish to serve, under the orders of Captain James Playfair. I do not want you. Oh, there's always need of a strong man, and... If to prove my strength you will try me with three or four of the strongest fellows of your crew, I am ready. That'll do. And what is your name? Croxton, at your service. Where have you sailed? A little everywhere. And you know where Dolphin is bound for? Yes, and that is what tempts me. Ah, well. I have no mind to let a fellow of your stamp escape me. Go and find the first mate and get him to enroll you. Well, you hear me? Yes, uh, but it is not all. I have something else to ask you. You're wasting my time. I have not a moment to lose in talking. I shall not keep you long. Two words more and that is all. I was going to tell you that I have a nephew. Ah, he has a fine uncle then. <laughs> have you finished? <clears throat> well, this is what I have to say. When one takes the uncle, the nephew comes in the bargain. Indeed. Yes, that is the custom. The one does not go without the other. And what is this nephew of yours? A lad of fifteen, whom I'm going to train to the sea. He's willing to learn and will make a fine sailor some day. Mr. Croxon, do you think Dolphin is a training school for cabin boys? Don't let us speak of cabin boys. There was one of them who became Admiral Nelson, and another Admiral Franklin. Upon my honor, friend, you have a way of speaking which I like. Bring your nephew... But if I don't find the uncle to be the hot fellow he pretends to be, he will have some business with me. Now go and be back in an hour to be inscribed in the master rolls. We sail in the morning tide. The next morning at five o'clock, the fires of the steamer were well fed. The deck trembled under the vibrations of the boiler and the steam rushed hissing through the escape pipes. The hour of departure had arrived. Croxton had returned with his nephew, a boy of 14 or 15, rather delicate and weakly looking, with a timid and astonished air, which showed that he did not possess his uncle's self-possession and vigorous corporeal qualities. Come! Don't be frightened. They're not going to eat us. Besides, there's time yet to return. No, no. And may God protect us. Now your adventure is put to the test. Go, James! Go quickly and come back quicker still. Above all, don't abuse your position. Sell at a good price, make a good bargain, 
Then you will have your uncle's esteem. Godspeed. Goodbye, uncle. I shall see you on our return. Have we pressure on, Mr. Matthew? I come. Way anchor! Way anchor! Dolphin trembles passed between the ships and the port and soon disappeared from the sight of the people who shouted their last hurrahs. Soon the forests of masts and chimneys were lost in the smoke and fog. After the village of Patrick had been passed,